want to hear from you. If, you. if you need prayer, man, call us during the week. And we'd love to bless you and honor you. We, our friends and elders in our church, Brian and Chris, are going to come. And they're going to be sharing the word with us this morning. So we're just welcoming the, them to come forward and uh, share the word. So let's, uh, let's uh, enjoy what they've got to say. Thank you very much. Well, I guess first thing I should share is it's not a word, it's words. <laughs> Chris and I kind of, uh, I guess we just kind of thought that maybe God was kind of uh, speaking to us two different things. I thought, okay, so we'll just do two little sermonettes. And so I just, uh, I'm going to invite Chris to come up in a couple of minutes when I've got through my, uh, what God's put on my heart. I, um, want to just uh, maybe open with a word of prayer and just uh, ask God, uh, I just pray this, this morning that you would just uh, anoint this word. Lord, don't let me get, uh, get it mixed up or, or messed up, Lord, but just make it clear. I just want to be a clear communicator of what you've put on my heart, Lord. It's so clear. You've made it so clear to me. I just want to make it clear in uh, communicating it, Lord. Give you thanks, honor, and glory for this uh, wonderful Sunday morning that we at least get to share. Hopefully you guys are uh, enjoying some time in each other's houses a little bit, keeping the group small, keeping us all on side, and uh, being careful and safe. Um, hopefully you had a great Christmas. I just uh, thought I should remind you it's only 364 days till Christmas now, so <laughs> you, can, you can get working on preparing. I know it takes me that long, you know, it actually takes me about 360 days to get prepared, and then I start shopping, so <laughs> anyway, I, um, I think my, my desire this morning uh, is, in sharing this word, is that you might find time over these holidays and over the next year to speak life into the people in your life, and even strangers into your life. I titled the message, Speak Life. And I think it's, um, it's been a testimony in my life, how people have spoken life into my life. And I, uh, I just find it, I'm so privileged to be doing life with so many great people. This does create a challenge for me, though, because I, uh, I have all these great people. We have great pastors that share the word on Sundays. We have great elders who are having to follow the Friesens and the Chowans, who I think just knocked it out of the park. I think they did a wonderful job. I think it's such a blessing that God put such a great word in their hearts to share, and I think it was just wonderful to hear them share it. I, uh, I have to be totally honest and say, I tried a silly tactic when they said, oh, Brian, guess what, you're an elder, and we'd like you to share some of the load while Greg is, needs a little break with his medical issue, and so uh, Kimmy was going to have to carry the whole load, and we thought, oh, goodness. So I was, my response was, uh, yeah. I don't really do that pulpit thing. I'm the guy in the back, in the background. And, uh, you know, I even, I even did a crazy suggestion like, hey, you know what, I'll sponsor someone to come to town and preach if you want. I'll fly somebody in, honestly. But I just, uh, I got to say, Cam's graceful answer was this. Cam's text back to me after I said that was, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Philippians 4.13 and so, and he was right, we can. Just sometimes we like to pick our challenges rather than have them assigned to us. So 
The, um, I'm going to just start the, this morning with a, I want to share a testimony. Most of my life has, has been, uh, my Christian walk for 30, 38 or 39 years now, has been a testimony of how great God is in my life. How he's blessed us as a family, he's blessed our businesses. Um, I'm going to share just this last Tuesday, I'm driving to work and it's, you know, Tuesday was a pretty snowy day. It was starting snowy, and it was going to be very snowy. And so as I was traveling down the bypass, heading for my uh, office, thinking, oh, it's nice to have a nice warm office to go and sit in and spend the day in and push a little bit of paper and sign a few checks and say, this is wonderful. And uh, I get to work, and I get my coffee poured, and it was about quarter after eight, and the phone starts ringing, and it's like, uh, I'm like, okay, hello, Eden, it's uh, Eden Spas the manager, and he says, Brian, I have to tell you, we have a big problem. And it's like, okay, instant stress now. Now, my, my day is changing. It's probably going to change dramatically. That's okay. We have a big problem. What's the problem? Um, I, I just want to say, you know what, instant stress is an instant time for God to step in, and he does. And, and he stepped in Tuesday like he does regularly. But I think, I realize that this this. How he steps in in my life is really something. And I think you need to hear about how great it is when he does step in. And uh, so he says to me, there's a truck parked on Central Street with a whole load of hot tubs, uh, you know, and he's driven from California and he's here with them and he needs to get them unloaded and we can't get anybody to unload them. And I'm like, well, how do we end up in this position? It just, it seems crazy. Well, our normal shipping company, we've had all these highway issues. We have, we have loads of tubs stuck in Vancouver, we have loads stuck in Calgary. We have loads that haven't left California because we can't deal with them. They can't deal with them in the, in the uh, warehouses in Vancouver because they were all full because the highway was, was such a problem. So anyway, this poor, wonderful Indian fella that was in his truck is like, well, I got to get this load off. I got to get back home. It's snowing like crazy. And so anyway, it started like that. And it was um, but, you know, God knew this was going to happen Tuesday morning. He had this all orchestrated because he had me for months looking for warehouse space. He had, in my life, figured out, this is the warehouse that you're going to buy. We had uh, arranged the deal. It was closing, believe it or not, Tuesday morning. And so it's like, well, it actually should have been closing Tuesday afternoon. It ended up closing Tuesday morning because I had to pick up the phone. I phoned. I got keys to the warehouse by chance, we were buying the forklift, which was in the warehouse, at the same time. And so uh, we got the forklift, we got the truck down to First Avenue. I spent the whole day, uh, no, I shouldn't say that, I spent till lunchtime anyway, uh, unloading that truck. It's not something I would do in a normal course of my day, but it was something I was called to do that day. I would say the, uh, you know, the, the, the fact that we we're able to get the keys right away. The neighbor had a key for it. He said, well, talk to the, the people in the business right next door. They'll have a key. We went in there. We got, we got everything done. Go to the forklift. The forklift doesn't start. It's dead. Battery's dead as anything. Well, it's been sitting there for a very, very long time, apparently. And so, you know, we're on First Avenue. I drive down First Avenue to a battery place, and he's got a battery for it right there. And I pick it up. I go back. I think we were a total of 15 minutes. We were out of service. We start up the forklift, we start unloading it, and uh, everything goes very smoothly. So, you know, it, it just seems to me like a day like that could have been a real disaster, because this poor guy, he's got to get going. He's saying to me, 
where's Hickson? I have to pick up a load of lumber in Hickson. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, he didn't get up Kearney Hill, you know that? He drove up First Avenue and he was stuck there. We really, it was like, you know, this, anyway, he's a California driver. Typically, they won't come north of Vancouver, but he did in this case. We're glad he did. It uh, was because he had a load to pick up here. So Chris phones me up and she said, how's your morning go? And I said, well, you know, my morning got hijacked, but it was wonderful. It was good. We got it all done. But I think the, the, the interesting thing, I, you know, I want to give God the glory for the whole thing because it, it, was, it was his blessing that, that made this happen. And I'm going to suggest to you, there are people that were there, and one of them, even our own employee, would suggest that this was just a lot of good luck. And, and I, I just, I, all through my life, I've recognized this. You need to recognize when God has a part in these things. And I think to myself, things don't just fit together. There is just isn't, uh, you know, how could it, that many things have fit together? And we need to recognize that God's there working in our lives. So that's just a little testimony. Now I'll start the word that he put on my heart here. I'll, I think I'm going to want to stick to, I want to get through all of it, so I'm going to probably read a fair bit of it, if you can excuse that. But uh, the key um, verse uh, here is Proverbs 18.21. And I would say it's death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. This is an incredible statement to say that life and death can actually be in the words that you're speaking and how you deal with life and people. Uh, This new year, 2022, is approaching fast, and what a great time to reflect on what words can accomplish over this next year. We can change the course of 2022 by the words we speak. We can speak life. In our life, we will meet and grow close to a lot of people who have a big influence on the way we deal with life and its situations. These life-impacting people can impact us for good or not for good. For me in my life, I've had some incredible positive influences. I grew up in a functioning, loving home, one that encouraged me to go after my dreams. Even when it was going to take me 4,000 miles away from my home, they still encouraged me to go for my dreams. And my parents, you know, could have easily thought of themselves and said, hey, why don't I take our, you know, and have grandkids 4,000 kilometers away? It would be much more convenient if you'd have them here with us uh, back there. But even a lot of friends I grew up with, I spent my first 19 years in Montreal there and I had lots of friends and, and uh, you know, any one of them could have said, oh, don't go, you know, we're having so much fun. We're 20 years old. We're partying all the time and we're doing this and we're doing that. And so... But you know what? My good friend said to me, hey, why don't you go out west? Give it a try. What do you got to lose? And I think, wow, you know what? That's the friends that I want to have, the ones that say, hey, this could be better for you. Why don't you do that? God has put such great people in my life to encourage me. Chris and I were talking the other night. We had quite a conversation about the influence of family and friends and how much influence they have. And of course, it's the words they're speaking into into our lives. But I tell her, I have some really good friends. Chris says to me, Brian, no, Brian, you, don't, you have incredible friends. You have made good choices in friends. They're great encouragers and solid stand-by-you friends. And I know she, she, what she was doing at that time was speaking life into me. That's when it dawned on me that what Chris was doing there was speaking life into me by encouraging me about the friends that I chose. And you know what? I didn't always choose the best friends, but I chose a lot of good friends. And they're the ones I choose now to focus on spending time with. 
because they encourage me, they build in my life, they share scripture with me, they share their goodness. And uh, God used my wife to build in my life during that conversation. You know you have good friends when they're not afraid to tell you you're messing up. That's when you know you have good friends that'll speak into your life. Sometimes they need to speak into messiness in your life. Good friends will speak in your life, whether it's encouragement or correction. This is our heritage. We have a heritage of speaking life that has been passed to us by parents and friends that have done that in our lives. So it's only natural that we should continue that. If you've not had that in your life, start doing it to other people now, and you'll, you'll find it amazing how it changes your perspective. This key scripture, I found another place that kind of wrote a little bit of a... Uh, a summary of it, and it puts it this way. The tongue has the power of life and death. The stakes are high. Your words can either speak life or your words can speak death. Our tongues can build others up or they can tear them down. I have people in my life that I can pick up the phone and talk to and know when I start talking to them that they're going to encourage me. I don't even, it doesn't matter what the situation is, they will encourage me and build in my life. I can at times feel overwhelmed by the fact that I have so many great positive people in my life. Even at times, feel I don't deserve this blessing. Then I realize that this is part of God's grace and blessing in my life. And then I want to shout it from the rooftops. I have wonderful friends. I'm blessed by God. I also realize that with blessing comes great responsibility. Just as with finance, when you have so much life poured into your lives, we have a responsibility to pour into other people's lives. Just as people are pouring into your life, you need to pour into other people's lives. As God's people, we realize he gave us the choice daily to be influenced by good people or not good people, or not so good people. The walk he has called us to will have many forks in the road, and we, we know those forks are God saying, what choice are you going to make here at this intersection? Are you going to go the way you know, the right way? Don't waste your time on conversations that will speak death to your life or others' lives. Seek out the ones that will speak life to you. It's easy for us to look at other people's choices and say, oh, they should, they should not let those bad influences into their lives. But I say to you, so, who are you letting speak into your life? And that's, that's an important question. I think we need to ask that on a regular basis. Who's speaking into my life? How much time am I spending with this person or this person. Um, <clears throat> think of how we're drawn to people who build us up. They're the ones that God's putting in our path for a reason. He wants to see you built up and he wants to see you succeed. I want to share uh, about four or five verses here that talk about the words that we speak and how important they are. Ephesians 4.29 Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths but only such as is good for building up, as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. Colossians 4, 6, Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. Proverbs thirteen three, Whoever guards his mouth preserves his life. He who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. And lastly, Psalm 141.3, Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. God asks us to consider carefully what we say and how we say it. Can we make 2022 different with the words we speak? We absolutely can. We can make a difference. 
for God in this world. Should we think the life-giving words we speak will always be received well? Well, a buddy of mine used to say, you're supposed to lay down when you dream, Brian. And, and I think, you know, if you think that your words are always going to be received well, even though you're trying to speak life into somebody's life, it's not going to be the case. I think I, I, it was just a couple of weeks ago, and I, it might have been uh, Pastor Kimmy that brought up this uh, uh, Joshua and Caleb and uh, being sent out into uh, Canaan. But uh, the, uh, you know, when Joshua and Caleb came back, it was, you know, they were great examples of how godly people need to speak life, but it's not always going to get the result that you expect. Um, going down, and, uh, sorry, in Numbers 14, uh, going down, Joshua and Caleb spoke up and said, the land which we pass through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, he will bring us into this land and give it to us. A land that flows milk and honey. honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord and do not fear the people of the land for they are the, our bread for us. And what was the result of that? Well, they wanted to stone them, you know. I mean, there they were bringing life. They could have... Uh, Last thing in the world I'm going to want is to spend 40 years in the wilderness because I'm listening to the wrong people that are speaking into my life. That's just not somewhere I want to go. I could list so many times in my life that God blessed me through people speaking something into my life. I have gone to bed praying for God to help me understand what he is saying about a commitment that I'm considering making. I'm just wrestling with it. Then ending up in a conversation, sometimes the very next day, that says something that totally confirms for me what I need to do. We were never meant to do this alone, you know. This is not something we're meant to do alone. So, again, I want to just, um, I don't know if anybody else got a little freaked out when they heard Kenton and Josh sharing that, um, that little story, but I'm telling you, I, the, the more I thought about that, holding that ladder, the less I was, the, the more freaked out I was getting. Like, I'm, I'm like, you lean a ladder on a building at a good angle on a decent roof, I have trouble stepping onto a stair of a ladder because I feel like I'm going to nowhere land off the edge of the roof. And, I, and your heart jumps and you kind of, and I'm thinking, a ladder straight up, this is crazy. <laughs> this is, anyway, I, I, it, it got to me a little bit, but I really appreciated what he was saying by it. I said, so, so I just uh, I put down here, so as Kenton was sharing about depending on someone holding the ladder, I listened to how he described it, the relationship he and Josh had, and I recognized it from relationships I have. I recognized that it's a God thing and that those relationships are built in our lives to bless us and build us up and carry us through those tough times. That's what those relationships are about. They are very important. We need to have good friends. We need to speak into their lives and we need to have them speak into our lives. So in closing this message, I would, uh, I would like to uh, acknowledge the person that's spoken the most life into my life. And that would be Chris, my wife, my life partner. When I first came to the Lord, she was patient with me and her love for the Lord spoke loudly to me with words and without words. Soon after I gave my heart to the Lord, she bought me a plaque for my a wall, the office at my wall. It took me a couple of years. I wasn't very brave when I came to the Lord. I had to, I had to put this plaque up, and I kept looking at it. It was sitting, I think it was sitting on a shelf for a while, and I was like, i got to put this plaque up. And finally, I put the plaque up, and it, and it was great when I finally became brave enough. And it was uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. I'm going to read through it in a minute, but I just want to say... Uh, 
I've looked at that plaque thousands of times, and, I, and it continues to minister to my life. As I grew older in the Lord, I would reflect on Proverbs 3, 7, 8, 9, and 10, the rest of that um, proverb. I'm so grateful for the word that we can hide in our hearts. And I know that Paul Jakeway might be getting upset when he's listening to this because he, he quoted that last week, and I just want to tell him, I've owned that, that proverb for 40-plus years, but hey... I, I don't mind sharing it with you, Paul. But I just, I, I just feel to, to read it. Proverbs 3. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. That, them two lines were in my office for at least 35 years on the wall. They're still there now. Do not be wise, in uh, verse 7 is, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and stretch to your bones. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Now, you probably wonder now, Brian, why did Brian go first and Chris go second? Because my wife, she brings the word of the Lord. And, and I just thought, oh my goodness. <laughs> she told, gave me a little sample of things that God had put on her heart, and I thought, oh no, I can't go after that. I, <laughs> I don't think I can do it. So I love you, Chris. I'm glad you're coming here to share the word, and I just pray that you're just going to be able to share it concisely just the way you know how. Love you. Love you too. <laughs> We're like so different. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Isn't it amazing? The worship was fantastic, and I was like, oh, you guys stole everything I wanted to say. <laughs> but I, I got to tell you a joke first. <laughs> I, went, um, I went out with my, my youngest daughter, and um, she says to me, Mom, I took my turkey out to brine it, and it had, like, feathers. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, feathers, you just pulled them out. She says, Mom, there were so many of them. I had to pull so many feathers out. I think it was a male rooster. I said, Tanya, all roosters are males. <laughs> well, my dad told me something when I was younger, and he told me that, you know, cows in the field, when it's going to rain, they lay down. <laughs> I have believed that for so long. I'm so mad at him. And this is like payback. So, <laughs> you know, crazy. Um, oh, I'm going to get serious now. Uh, we had a, a family friend pass away on Saturday. And, uh, you know, she, uh, she actually came to this church. This is actually where we met her. And, uh, you know, because she passed away, I started thinking about her, and I, I started remembering the last time that I, that I spoke with her, and what we were doing, and what she said to me, and, and the whole thing, and then I started going into the, the history that we had together, and, and all the times that she had spoken to me, and I, I realized that I'm really going to miss the wisdom that she had for me, and I thought, you know, so often we just don't realize that people will never be there. We'll, we'll not always be there to be our friend and not always be there to encourage us. And it's, kind of, it's kind of a sad thing, but it's, it's a fact of life. You know, we, 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 it happens and, you know, we just got to go on. And, um, 
maybe it kind of encouraged me to, to have something to share that was impactful. And you know, <laughs> so like normally I'm like, don't listen to anything I say. Like just don't. Like I don't. It's like uncomfortable for me. And I'm like, oh, did I say that? No, 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 no. But you know what? <laughs> Crazy, crazy, crazy as it is, this time I actually do want you to remember what I say. And not only do I want you to remember what I say, I also want you to, like, do it. Like, you know, could you, like, try and, like, do it? And, you know, like, you, if I just talk to you, you're going to have, like, you're going to hear what I say, and that's okay. It's just here. But, it, it, you know, we're supposed to be doers of the word. So it would be, like, way better if you just did it, too. <laughs> I could tell you so many things, lots of things. Like, our life manual is so big. But I, I kind of want to ask you a question. And so my question to you is, has anything ever turned your head you know has anything like grabbed you got your attention and you're like like that like think about it for a second I'm, I'm like that kind of person I, I'm like that kind of person that I walk into a store and I see nothing and all of a sudden it'd be like oh oh what's that well that's interesting like that's I know it's like shiny ball syndrome. I don't think it's that, but it's like, <laughs> that catches my attention. I want to know more about that. And what's that all about? And I'm going over there. I'm going to check it out. And I'm going to say, hmm, why, why have you grabbed me? And uh, it happens to me. It happens to me regularly. Like, it's a part of my life where I was like, I'm always like, things get a hold of me. And, I, and it happens in the stores too, you know, like I said. And I'll give you an example. I was, I was in a, a store and, I, and there was this bell. And it caught my eye. And I went over to her and I said, oh my goodness, that bell is the same bell I saw last year. And it's caught my attention again. And I walked over to it and I thought, why are you catching my attention again? And I stood there and I thought, this is crazy. It's the same, the same bell I was going to buy last Christmas. And I didn't buy it because it was too expensive. <laughs> I didn't like the price tag on it. But I stood there and I looked at it and I thought, God, are you trying to say something about this bell? Like, what is this all about? And, and I stood there and it was like, all of a sudden, I remembered this prophetic word that I had heard. And what it said was, there are bells ringing in heaven, and they are rejoicing. They're so excited about the season and the time that we are in. And I thought, oh. And I'm looking at a bell, and I'm thinking, well, I don't really feel like this is a really joyous time that we're in, but you're saying that the bells are ringing in heaven, and I'm looking at a bell, and I'm just, this is the day, the Saturday that I'm shopping, and I see this bell, and I'm thinking of my friend who's in heaven, and heaven has a voice, and she had a voice, and it's a bell, and I thought, yeah, buy the bell. <laughs> so I came home with a bell, and if anybody wants to come visit it, you're welcome to come and visit it. <laughs> But, you know, it also, this sort of thing happens to me with people, too. I'll be walking along in a crowd, and I don't see anything. I don't see nobody. Like, you all look the same, like, great, same size. I don't know. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I'm like, someone catches my attention. I'm like, oh, what, what are you all about? Like, how come I notice you? And, and this happened to me on a cruise ship. Actually, it happened a few times on cruise ships to me, but this one time, I was on a cruise ship, and I kept bumping into this woman like five times. I'm not kidding you. And I'm like, I said to her, if I bump into you one more time, we need to go for coffee. Well, guess what? <laughs> we bumped into each other. 
And we looked at each other and he said, yep, we're going for coffee. <laughs> so we sat down and we had like an amazing conversation. She was from the other side of the world and, and she told me her whole life story. <laughs> It was a long coffee, and I told her mine, and it, you know, like it was so enriching. Like we just got really got to know each other really well. I never met her again, and she didn't do social media, but I just remember we like we imparted into each other, and it was like a complete stranger and random, and it was awesome. And then another one, I uh, I met my husband, and I looked into his big blue eyes. And I was like, oh, you get my attention. <laughs> <laughs> I like those eyes and I like what I see and I want it. <laughs> he doesn't have a chance. <laughs> but, but you know, you, you can choose to not notice those moments. It's, it's totally up to you. If you don't want to notice it, don't notice it. But I'm telling you, it enriches your life if you just slow down and notice these things. So I wanted to just put that on hold for a minute. I wanted to give you a little, little background on, on me personally. Is that okay if I do that? I grew up in a family that didn't know the Lord. Um, Montreal, because where Brian and I met, we grew up there. Um, maybe we grew up, I don't know, so I'm still working on it. <laughs> we, were, we were like, our family was not like Christian. We didn't do any of that stuff. We didn't know anything. We had no influence whatsoever. Our whole growing up was we, we came from generations of, of people that were involved in the occult. Like we, we were like the seance people, the, 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 you know, the cards, the, all that kind of astral projection, all that kind of stuff. And, but you know, I look back in those days and I think, you know what? We just didn't know any better, and we were looking for something, and we didn't, and it took, we had to go the long way. We had to go the long way to find the truth, and that's really what we were looking for was the truth. We, Brian and I, we, we moved out here, um, and I was like, what, we were 20, 21 years old, and I, get, I got a phone call from my mom, and she says, Chris, I have something to tell you, and she hesitated, and I'm like, Pay attention, Chris. She hesitated. And this is a long hesitation. And I'm like, you have something to tell me? I thought, okay, my, when someone in my family has, has a terminal illness, or I, I've, I was adopted, and I, I, I'm just finding this out now. <laughs> you know? or, or maybe like I have a sibling that I didn't know about, and it's like, she's going to tell me that, that, this thing. And she says to me, I met Jesus. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, you met Jesus. And I'm like, nice. I was like, I don't really know how to take that. I'm like, that was really weird, you know, to ask. Mom met Jesus. She met Jesus, all right. But I thought to myself, well, that's good, Mom. Good for you. I'm glad for you. And I'm like thinking, not for me. No, 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 no. I don't want to know anything about that. I was like, Okay, well, it terrified me actually because I didn't know, I didn't understand this whole, the whole concept of, of what she was saying about Jesus. And I had made a pack with some friends when I was like a teenager, and we had decided that we were, we were never going to be Christians, you see? Because we were, we were like, those guys were freaks. You know, they were like Jesus freaks, they were weird. And like, they had these like rules, like they, they didn't smoke, they didn't drink. And they had to go to church every Sunday. And I was like, <laughs> I felt sorry for them. And I actually used to mock them. And I, I you know, I was like, 
yes, poor you, like, you, I got these rules, and I got all this freedom, ha-ha. But, you know, now, like, I kind of, like, I'm realizing, I know now, I know now that was so not the truth. There was no way that that was the truth. But, so my mom, she calls me, and she says, Chris, I'm coming to visit. I'm like, oh, okay, coming to visit. She always came for a fair amount of time, because it was a long trip, cost a lot of money, so... She, uh, she came and I met her at the airport and she came out and I was like, she caught my attention. I was like, oh, mom, you look different. And she did. Like she had this like glow, like glow about her. I was like, mom. And I said, what happened? She says, it's Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> she did not, she, like, okay, you know your mom, you know your mom, you know, you know, you know your mom, they, you've lived with her all your life, you know exactly what she's like, and all of a sudden you see her, she's looking different, she's walking different, she's talking different, and I'm like, mom, you're, you're like, nice, you're, you're so nice, and, and she's, it's Jesus, and I was like, was it because she wasn't nice before, it's because all of a sudden she had this whole other layer on her, and I'm like, you're here for another couple of weeks. I'm going to watch you. <laughs> so, so I watched her. It didn't change. It just stayed the same. And I thought, <laughs> how can you have so much joy? How can you be so full of all that stuff? You know, and like I, it, it would have worn off, but it didn't wear off. And it got my attention. I'm like, I like what she's got. I, I see something different in her. She was one way and now she's another way. And I'm like, oh, I like that. I want it. <laughs> so it was time for her to go. And she's got her bags packed and we're at the door. And before she leaves, she reaches in her pocket and she flings down this pamphlet on the table. And she says, Chris, this is the four spiritual laws. And if you want to have Jesus in your life, you read that and do it. And I'm like, oh, okay, mom, we'll do that. Yep. <laughs> okay, thanks. So she leaves, and I come home, and well, you know, that booklet, it was like, ooh, shiny ball syndrome. <laughs> it's like it glowed, and it was like, oh, that is how I get what my mother had. I was circling around this little pamphlet, and I'm like, oh, I want what she's got. And that's how I do it. And I would open it up and it would say, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have eternal life. And I was like, oh, I close it. Like, oh, eternal life? I was like, wow. I want that. I want eternal life too. I want to know him. I want to have what she had too. And I was like, Oh, but this horrible thing was going on inside of me. I'm like, you made a pack when you were a teenager. You said you would never do this. Don't do it. And I'm like, ah, oh, but I want it. And there's like, yes, no, no, yes, don't do it. Yes, do it. No, I'm like, this like drove me crazy. I'm like, I want this. Why am I struggling to just take it and get it and have it? So I did it. <laughs> I sat down, I'm like, I'm doing this because I want it, and I see the change, she's different, and I want to be different too. So I did it, I sat down, and I read the booklet. And um, you, you can do it too, it's easy. You, you can press the button. <laughs> you can press the button and say, I want to do it, me too, me too. You, it's easy, you can Google it, It'll, you, Google will come up and tell you how to do it too, it's, it's very easy. But what happened after I, this is awesome. 
after I, after I sat down and I said those things you have to say, I, uh, I stood up and I was like, I felt different. I was like, whoa, whoa. The color changed in the room. I was like, oh. And then all of a sudden, Jesus appeared in front of me. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Weird, right? Jesus appears to you. Yeah, he did. I can't, you know, I, I can't change the fact that this happened to me. It happened. I can't, I can't, I can't deny the truth. It happened. And, and it was like, oh, oh. I've got another question for you. Have you ever loved something so much? You know, like, like a, a pet, you know, like a cat or a dog or a horse, <laughs> uh, maybe like a person, like a chicken, <laughs> turkey at Christmas. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm just, I want to be serious, but I, uh, like a person, you know, like a, a child, a, a baby, like all, you know, the love that you feel for, that just, or, or somebody's loved you and you got this love. It's like, well, all that, if you put that in a bucket, it would not even measure up to the amount of love that I saw in Jesus' eyes. What I, what I saw in his eyes was like, it, it was beyond anything I have ever experienced in my life. It was beyond, the love was overwhelming. It was so incredibly, like, it was, he saturated it. He saturated. He was love. He is love. He was like beyond. You know, it's beyond words. It's beyond our, our own mental comprehension of, of the love, the love that he has for us. You, you, it's just incredible. He showed it to me, and, and I know he, he loves everybody. I saw he has so much love. He has a, so much love. He has so much love. He has enough love for everybody. He, he is love. He is the world. He, I can't even begin to describe it. Jesus did everything to show his love. He died. <laughs> what more do you want? You know, he, he literally lay down and died for us to show us that he loved us. And I was like, wow, 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 wow. It's incredible. And to think that you can have that, the guy that created the entire universe loves you. <laughs> yeah, amazing. I'll ask you another question. Ah. This is, have you ever tasted of his love? And once you have tasted of his love, have you ever wondered what, what he wants to say to you? You know, what does he want to say to you? And I sat there, I thought, what does he want to say to me? What does he, what would he say to the world? Like, and I sat there for so long and I thought, oh, Jesus, what would you say? And I dropped into my heart and I knew exactly what he was wanting to say. He wants to say this to you. Love me back. Just love me back. That's all he wants. He just wants you to love him back. He wants you to spend time with him. He wants you to know him like the friend. You know, you, you, can't, you can't know someone if you don't spend time with him. <laughs> he just, just love him back. He loves you so much. When I realized this, that he, how much, how much his heart wants us to love him, it made me realize that I need, I just, it dropped me to my knees, to be honest with you. And I said, oh God, I'm just a human. I don't really know how to love 
but I ask that you would just show me how to love people and that you would show me how to love you because I don't even really know. I don't even really know how, but I, I know he, was, he can do that. There's one other thing that gets my attention, and um, that's dreams. You know, dreams get my attention. I, I, I have them very much often, and so I, I did get this dream one time, and it was not a pizza dream. It was a dream that, you know, you're not going to forget. You wake up and you're like, it stays with you for the rest of your life because you know that it was from, from another source that you were like, okay, I, I need to pay attention to this dream because I know that he's talking to me. And so in this dream, I was walking down the road and I heard this noise like, <laughs> And it made me stop. It got my attention in my dream. <laughs> and I looked, I looked over, and here was this car. Oh, it was, I guess it's a muscle car, right? That's what the guys would say. It was like red. It was a sports car. It was awesome. It was beautiful. And I stopped, in my, and I looked at it. I'm like, oh, nice car. And it came, and it stopped right beside me. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> this car stopped for me. <laughs> and I looked down in the window, and there was Jesus. And he had this big, huge smile on his face. And he says to me, do you want to ride? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hop in. <laughs> and I got in the car with Jesus. And we were going down the road with this... <laughs> And I'm looking at the car, and I'm looking at him, and I'm thinking, yeah, this is really awesome. And we had this, like, great conversation. And he said, you want to go a little fast? I'm like, yeah. So we went a little fast, and we did, like, fun. Like, we had fun together in this dream. And then I, and then he, I said to him, hey, can I drive? <laughs> he says, you want to drive? I'm like, Yeah. Well, I don't know, it's a dream. I don't know how to drive that kind of a car, but in my dream I did. <laughs> so we, we, switched, we switched seats, and he went in the passenger, and I went in the driver, and, and I got in that car, and I was like, ah! <laughs> And, like, I think my head hit the back of the thing and the seat, and we just, like, we just went, and we went, we did donuts, and I, like, had a lot of fun in that car. And then at one point, I, like, my car just about flipped over. I got scared. Like I was, I was scared, and I he I looked over at him, and he says to me, "Do you want me to drive?" And I, was like, I said, "Well, I'm kind of I'm kind of having fun. <laughs> Can I drive a little bit longer?" And he he beckoned. He went like that, and he said, "I'll I'll be here. I'll just be here." I'm like, okay. So I got in the car and I went and I was doing donuts and I was doing like such crazy stuff with this car and all of a sudden I started to realize that this wasn't really fun anymore. It was no fun. I actually literally made myself sick that I didn't, I didn't like it. I didn't like what was happening and I was, I was in control. I didn't like what was going on. And I stopped the car and I looked at him and I said, I don't want to drive anymore. And he grabbed my hand, he said, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. Like, I don't, I don't like my life without you. 
I, I like my life with you. I like it when you're driving, and I don't want to be the driver anymore. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done doing my own thing. I want you to take over. I want you to be in control. You be the driver. I don't. You drive me around. I don't want. I don't like this. What I I do it. I like it when I do it with you. And you see, can't continue to do life without him. It's much better with him. There's this thing that happens when you're driving or down the road. It's real though. <laughs> it's not a dream. <laughs> it's not a dream. It really, this really does happen. And what, what happens is people will flash their lights at you. Has that ever happened to you? Does that, yeah? It's, it's, like a, it's like a courtesy thing that people do. And it's like, it's like a warning. And they're saying, hey, you know, like, there's something ahead of you. It's like, it's like there's, a, there's an animal, like there's a moose or there's a deer or there's like an, an accident, you know, like they're flashing my lights, you're going to get my attention. You know? there's, a, there's an RCMP over there with a, with a radar and if you're speeding, you're going to know it, you know, because you're going to come under the law. <laughs> and they're trying to tell you and warn you. And, you know, the thing is, if you don't pay attention to that thing that's trying to get your attention, you're in trouble. There's probably something there that's going to cause a, cause a problem. They're trying to get your attention to warn you, and, and you, you, if you don't choose to pay attention, there's a problem. So I'm coming to the end here. And um, I want to I just say this. If something is trying to get your attention, pay attention to it. Pay attention. You know, 2022 is coming really fast, and, and it could be the very, very best year of your life. The best year of your life. And you just, all you have to do is apply what I shared to you. I want to leave you with these three, three things. Accept him, love him, and let him lead you.